Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Asher Sales Sense, brought to you by Asher Strategies, the only global sales training company that integrates leading sales methodologies and the latest neuroscience studies into a simple and repeatable, that's the key, simple and repeatable 10-step process for sales success. Thank you, Paul. Paul is our announcer for Asher Sales Sense, and I'm Dave Potts in the Asher Strategy Studio in Washington, D.C., Our host today is John Asher, CEO and founder of Asher Strategies, and the title of the show is Sales Success and Happiness in the New Economy. John's guest is Mark Bronfman, Private Wealth Advisor and Sagemark Consulting, Lincoln Financial Advisors. John, over to you. Mark, great to have you back on the show again. Your uh, previous podcast is one of our top performing ones of all time, so thanks for coming on again. Well, thanks for letting me know that, John. You know, I was just at a conference and a couple of economists gave a a presentation and one of the things they said was we're not in a labor shortage right now in our country even in the way things are going now we're we're in a labor crisis and their advice to ceos was recognize that your best people are being recruited on a daily basis through linkedin by recruiters by other companies by their friends that's the one side of the coin the other side of the coin of course is if you're going to get new great people, you have to steal them from other companies. There's not very many good people just sitting on the bench. So the bottom line advice was to CEOs, what are you doing to, you know, to keep your best people, especially your best salespeople? So if you take that kind of news and this whole news that I know you're an expert on the new economy, what do you see happening now? What's the difference now for salespeople from the old economy and the new economy with respect to incentives? Let me start off just talking about business strategy. And John, as you know, I'm a classically trained strategist, 20 years with Deloitte, Accenture, et cetera. And one of the biggest themes in the new economy is that as opposed to the old economy, which was this big bets kind of environment, you took capital, you made big bets, an organization was all set to operate on big bets, what would come down. We are living in the AB economy. We are living in an economy where companies are using software as a service to very quickly change what they offer to their uh, customers, their uh, uh, clients. And the AB economy means that every day we, we can go out and we can change the service. We can change the color on the website from blue to red. We can change the pricing, dynamic pricing, and everything. And so the whole environment is shifting dramatically where we got a whole series of industries that are still operating in the old capital-based economy and a whole series of industries that are based on the new service-based economy. There was a phenomenal book. I'm not sure you ever read Super Forecasting, John, by Phil Tedlock. I've heard of it. I think I listened to it on Blinklist a couple of years ago. Pretty good. Yeah, and one of the things they talk about is that in the new economy, there's a whole series of new tools and techniques that people need to take care of themselves, John, and they need to work in teams. They need to be super forecasters themselves. They need to vote with their feet. And the average tenure, as you know, is decreasing of the workforce in America. It used to be people used to work for a single business in the factory that was a capital economy and, and, they, and it worked for a long time. And now it's people can change jobs every one, two, three years or be a participant in the gig economy. And the gig economy is not just for people who are driving Uber, but the gig economy is for your top salespeople 
who can go work on proposal for one company today and another company tomorrow and get commissions and everything like that. So there is just a dramatic, dramatic shift. And we have all kinds of new industries that are growing up. I saw recently that Casper, the mattress company, you know, wants to be the Nike of sleep, which is a whole new industry that we never had before. And so I think the number one issue is not necessarily even for businesses, but it's for the salespeople themselves, is how closely are you taking care of your own career in the new economy? Are you voting with your feet? Are you working in teams? Are you trying to be a super forecaster? Can you work in an environment where things shift so quickly? There was a wonderful book almost 20 years ago called Dealing with Darwin, which uh, talked about the fact that the old economy you know, is um, very capital-based and the new economy is really service-based and never the twain shall meet. And so for people who are in the economy, it's really a question of what kind of business do you want to be in? And then for the employers, it's a question of what kind of business do you want to offer people? And are you really you know, shifting your business? And that gets to this whole strategy, John, of how people take care of their own careers. It's a great insight, Mark, especially where you've put together various references to come up with your conclusions, which are, which are just spot on. So does that make sales professionals in the new economy more important or less important? They are more important because they are the eyes and ears of business. If the essence of the new economy, John, is shorten the time to realignment, if you're Netflix, if you're Airbnb, you know, if you're Casper, if you're all these companies that can grow much faster than the traditional companies, faster than Marriott, faster than GM, faster than Paramount, you know, are, are you living in the Glen Gary, Glen Ross environment <laughs> of just yeah. old capital, slow movement? Or if you're in the new economy, salesmen are the tentacles that drive intelligence and bringing that intelligence back to the company. But that really drives the question of are companies creating a culture? of teaming, a culture of mobility. Sometimes what happens these days is that you could be asked to go move into a new line of business that would be the future of the organization, but there's no sales there yet. And in the traditional world, you know, no sales would be no compensation. But in today's world, the new new is the most important thing. In fact, my old company, Accenture, if you listen to the analyst calls, now divides everything they do into the current business and the new business. They call things the new, new, just like 3M used to do. You know, they want to have yep. 30, 40% of their products being two to three years old. So salespeople are at the frontline missionaries to get everything done. And it's critically important that companies use them together. But it's a different kind of salesperson, John. It's not just it's not an order taker. It really is. It's like the challenger sale intelligence person who's going to help a company speed the time to realignment and succeed by bringing intelligence into the organization. And the other interesting part of that from a, I'm in the sales training business is product knowledge becomes so much more important in the new new because it's been traditional that when a company brought on a new product, salespeople didn't particularly want to sell it because it's much easier to sell something that they had already been selling and they knew extremely well. And so you got to really incentivize them to get that product knowledge fast so they can sell the new stuff to the new, to the new customers. Well, and, and in the service environment, let's not kid that, you know, more than half our economy now is the service economy, not the product economy. Selling services is much more of a renaissance act where you need to be able to, you know, you need to be able to sell, serve, 
provide customer service, do everything for these clients. So it's easy to think about products, but most of us don't live in a product environment. Exactly. And so the knowledge of that service and you know, and software as a service uh, is sometimes pretty complicated. So salespeople have to really learn it. Yeah. You know, herein lies the most difficult problem, I believe, for salespeople, which is when they're being asked to move around and take a position in a new environment where maybe the sales aren't there. You have the old, traditional, cruel, biological trick that our bodies play on us, which is if I'm not selling, I'm not good. If I'm not succeeding, I'm not good. And people like to be able to have that dopamine hit, you know, to say, I sold something today. I think that's how you end your, your podcast, which is, have you sold something today? Which is really important. But if you're going to be the explorer and you're going to open up new opportunities, more of these companies these days are not paying traditional commissions. You know, they're putting salespeople on salaries and they say, you help us investigate, you help us uh, identify, help design these new services of the future. But has a salesman who's used to that dopamine hit get used to not having a sale today? And I know, John, that you've studied, you know, the, the biology of the mental brain. And it's really important to be able to shift all these things together. It's not only a business thing, it's a personal thing. That really means that the business you're in, at least part of it, the incentive business is changing too. Oh, yeah. It, it's uh, beyond pay now. And um, uh, the reward business is shifting so radically. I think one of the big differences in the reward business that rewards were centered on the top three to 5% of the executives inside of an organization. Now, John, with the shortage of key people and all these needs for the, you know, the smart intelligence at the periphery, we're seeing much greater demand for compensation uh, strategies on the critical middle. You know, the managers, the people that make the business go every single day, because those are the people that are just incredibly hard to get with Amazon coming in, with Google stealing share of everything. I just saw that my old alma mater at UVA just has started a new program on data science as a, um, as a uh, key line of learning. And, you know, we never had those kind of things in the future. And, and those data scientists are of such great demand. So it's the critical middle these days that are just really, really important. And what the business owners are giving to people to, to, uh, to attract them and retain them, things like unlimited PTO, things like 20% skunk works, things like equity. But it's really a different series of, of incentives now than it was, you know, in the old capital economy. I found the Netflix culture deck. If your audience has not watched or listened to the Netflix culture deck, which is available on the web on Netflix, this is a deck they ask every new employee to read and to learn. It's about what they value. And one of the things that they have said, John, is that they have stopped giving rewards based on key metrics because the key metrics for Netflix change so rapidly that if you set a new metric in January, it's no longer a metric by December. Yeah, they, they are really an agile business. John, excuse yeah. me for interrupting. It's time for a quick commercial yep. break. Over 200 correlation studies show that natural aptitude is the most significant factor in predicting sales success. Asher's Advanced Personality Questionnaire, the APQ, consistently identifies peak performers in outside sales, 
inside sales, sales management, customer support, and 17 other business positions. Go to AsherStrategies.com today or call 866-833-9941. That's Asher Strategies at 866-833-9941. We've been speaking with Mark Bronfman on sales success and happiness in the new economy. Now back to John and Mark. So Mark, just to kind of summarize what you've uh, shared so far, you could almost uh, really relate it to um, somebody you and I both respect uh, totally, Bill Gates. How long ago he said it, but it was quite some time ago, and that was we're proceeding towards business, you know, really at the speed of thought. And it's almost like we're getting there. Are you, are you seeing that? Oh, it, it really is. And I'll give you one example that will, that will rock your world here, John. We have been retained by one of our clients to build a blockchain performance assessment system. Do you know what blockchain is? It's a virtual ledger accessible by anyone with credentials, which can be used for all different kind of commerce. And so imagine a world where instead of the performance review, which is not just your boss or not just your inside 360, but suddenly you've got a blockchain-based environment where anyone that you touch, a partner, a client, a former employee can contribute to, at the speed of thought, your performance. And these are the kind of things that are going to be tremendously different in the future. You end up changing the whole performance review process, performance on demand, instead of performance on an annual basis. And really, the whole thing with time to realignment means an incredible movement towards skills rejuvenation. Everyone's got to take responsibility because these big long-term bets like GM would take or like Marriott would take in regard to building hotels is incredibly different when you're an Uber economy you know, or you're an Airbnb economy. And so the world is just really shifting. And so I think the key question you know, really is, will sales make you happy in the new economy? And how will you take responsibility for your career as things are moving towards a faster and faster environment? So uh, it just occurs to me from what you've been saying that salespeople probably need to have a higher degree of IQ and EQ than they ever had had before. Because they've got to, number one, from an IQ standpoint, they've got to be smart enough to get the product knowledge quickly. And number two, from an EQ standpoint, and they have to build relationships with uh, essentially everybody that, that they touch on a continuing basis. Yeah, and sticking with the theme, John, of the capital economy versus the human resource economy, with the theme of big bets versus shorting the time to realignment, I love the number one hiring question that Jeff Bezos asks. I, I don't know, but you can find this on the website. As Bezos is... Um, there's the 15 laws for success within Amazon, and I just think they're terrific. I don't know whether what you're, what you're mentioning is one of them, but I have the t- total respect for the man. What, what, a, what, a great, what a great leader. But no, what is, this, what is the question? That he asked? So Jeff Bezos' number one interview question is, tell me the last time you changed your mind and why. Nice. And, and that goes exactly to the essence of these big capital bets for these big companies versus shortening the time to realignment. Are you, as a salesperson, your own super forecaster? Are you creating your network of intelligence, both inside and outside of your company, to 
to get information, process information, and be of value not only to your business, but to your clients. And in the world of uh, time to realignment beats big bets, what yeah, is that so really? Really, yeah. Yeah, so for, what, really for salespeople, it's, it's their own survival. I just think you need to be thinking about salespeople as the new kind of salespeople, because the new kind of salespeople are not only selling, but they're designing this whole environment of um, go create a product and then come back two years later and reinvent the product as opposed to reinvent the product every single day based on intelligence that comes in from, from the marketplace. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually, when you think about it, it's actually exciting to think about the way that things, things are changing. Well, it, so it, you, yes. So if you're a salesperson, you understand this and where you need to go. To me, it's exciting. Oh, it's fascinating and exciting, but it also takes a different kind of emotional intelligence. It takes a kind of know yourself kind of environment. It means dust off the old Peter Drucker article of manage oneself, which is probably one of the best articles of all time to figure out what you're strong at, how you can work with different kind of people and just get ready because living in a world of short time to realignment puts a lot of new strains on your ego. And so working at it both from the business side and the personal side is critically important. And, and John, I know that the work that you do in regard to personality assessments is one venue people can get a, a handle on what they do, but you just really need to change your perspective in the new economy. No, that's great insight, Mark. So shifting sideways just a second, from a sales manager standpoint, if you're going to be attracting the younger people now, millennials and the next generation, what's important to them that's different? I think meaning is really important. Studies have shown that people will take a 35% pay cut for a career that they view as intrinsically rewarding, which is a big, which is a big, big, big number. And it's a big surprise. That is and a big number. The ability to have a career that focuses on something that's really important uh, to you. And then I guess the other element is, this is really a surprise to me. I'm in the jungle every day of rewards. But what matters so much more than just what the reward is, is how the reward is given. I call it the bear hug. When you're a boss and you give someone a reward and you cross your arms and you say, you know, this is what you're going to have for the next year, that conveys one thing. But when you use the inflection point and you use your body language and you take the time out, people really appreciate that. And it, it sounds so trite to say the reward is not what the reward is, but it's how it's delivered. But I think it's the same lesson that people learn you know, from communications, which is what you say is 15% of the rule, how you say it is 35%, and your body language is 55%. And, and so that matters in rewards. And I see that working for people who are trying to attract and retain key talent. It's not just a virtual, here's over the transom, you know, a 5% bonus, but here's what you mean to our organization and here's why we love you. John, excuse me for interrupting, but it's time for the wrap up. Darn, Mark, these podcasts with you just go so fast. <laughs> also, it's great, great, great conversation. So, Mark, um, one or two things could you leave with the listeners who are typically CEOs, sales managers, and salespeople that they can take away and use? And also, how can people get a hold of you if they'd like to learn more about the incentive plans and what you do? Well, uh, in the world of quicking a rapid time to realignment, 
one of the things to do is to put your ego at the door and really realize how little we often know in this rapidly changing world. And one of the best ways to do that, per Daniel Kahneman, who is probably the granddaddy of behavioral economics, is he says, keep a journal of your decisions, what you thought, what you recommended, and more importantly, how you felt about it physically, how you felt about it mentally, how you felt about it in various ways. Keep that journal and then come back to that journal over time and you will realize how quickly the world is changing and how little you may have known about it. And it helps you put your ego at the door. It helps you realize that you need to be fast to time to realignment. And, and I think that's one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever heard. For those of us who want to learn more about our practice, you can go to boldvalue.com on the web and you'll see articles that we have at Sagemark Consulting on talent, rewards. And John, it's been an absolute pleasure to share these themes with you. Always appreciate it so much, Mark. Great to talk to you. Thanks a lot now. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. And thank you, John and Mark. That's all the time we have for today. Our next show is in two weeks. Be sure to join us. From now until then, John Asher reminds us to please, please get out there and sell something. Paul, take it away. You've been listening to another episode of Asher Sales Sense right here on Asher Strategies Radio. 